When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the rock and roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Guazala. With me, as always, it's Kristen Studdard. You better believe it is. Hi, and Kristen. I am on one. You are on one because what, what was it? You had one beer I had one about beer an hour ago? about two hours <laughs> okay, ago. Okay, great. And, and that puts you in a, in a mood? Yeah. I, I am literally on one beer. Cool. Well, I'm glad you're you're on it's one. It's a night recording. It, we, this is a rare night recording. Uh, you know, these always have a different feel. Yes, we usually are drinking or have <laughs> drunk. Last time we did, Last we had time wine. We've. It's not. It's not very often, but you can tell the difference. Well, uh, it's an exciting time uh, to oh, be no. following the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. As everyone knows at this point, we are deep within the season, uh, and we are continuing our special coverage of. <clears throat> The 2019 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nomination announcement and eventual induction ceremony. That is now what we do every time, and I'm embarrassed. Uh, More and more each episode, let's bring in our guest. (laughs) Uh, Comedian, writer, actor, uh, old Chicago friend, happy to have him with us here tonight. It's George McAuliffe. Hey, everybody. Hey, Hi, George. George. Hi. Thank you so much for, for being a part of this. I really, really am happy to be doing this. Uh, usually That's we sh- so cool. Yeah, it is because sometimes people are, they come to this uh, with uh, confusion. Confusion, reservation, hesitation. Right. <laughs> I love I love a full-blown <laughs> excited to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and usually we start off just kind of taking the temperature, uh, taking your temperature in terms of what you know about the institution of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because it's one that is has always been around, you know, for people our age, but is also something that is kind of confusing sometimes and bizarre. Yeah. Um, I know a fair amount because I'm a big Springsteen fan and I know right. he's always oh, involved. Oh, yeah. Yes. And he's he, a they, good friend of and, the hall. And they, yeah, a good friend of he's the hall. a good friend of the hall. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That would, I, right. George is a huge Bruce Springsteen fan for oh, yes. our listeners. I mean, well, maybe we can we, get into it will. at some point and I think we should. We definitely but, should. Boy. <laughs> but okay. I was hope. but I, I was hope. you know, he's a little too involved. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, all right, you know, I know I'm gl- I know he has the re- good intentions and he's trying <laughs> to shed light on a lot of musicians because he has this encyclopedic knowledge of mm-hmm. a lot of rock and roll history. He's very passionate. Yeah. But he kind of gets blended in with like all of a sudden there's Bon Jovi and like then it's mm-hmm. like, OK, well, let's 
draw a hard line. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, I mean? think I I'm willing to draw a very hard line between Bon Jovi and Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of people in between. I would say in between those two. Well, from we, New Jersey like, though, it's like um, yes. they people. It's like they think it's apples and oranges, and I say it's um, you know shiny apples is Bruce and rotten orange peels Ooh. <laughs> is Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that is interesting. The the kind of Jersey connection of what's and also what's Bruce's role in the hall? Does he does he induct? Who's he inducted? He's inducted a lot Boy, of people. Joey, Joey Joe's gonna um, know. Who who do you know? Who, Bob Dylan. Okay. Is I think the you know the, the most famous one. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The E Street Band. Right. Um, uh-huh. And some others, but I don't really know. Yeah. Actually. So who, he has inducted. He inducted you two. Uh, oh. And uh, I, find, I have a problem with that a little bit. It was kind Ooh. of. <laughs> why? <laughs> well, you two is again. They get lumped in with Springsteen, and I'm like, they started that way, but they've become something else. Yeah. They're. It, it's like. If a Springsteen album was preloaded on my iPhone, I wouldn't be angry. <laughs> right. <laughs> you right. know? Okay, sure. <laughs> I guess that's the that's yeah. the difference. Yeah. Okay. That's I'd say the, the connection between you two and Springsteen is a much more forgivable one than Springsteen Fully. and Bon Jovi. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it's absolutely like right. they're it's like a shiny apple and like a regular orange. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's not a little getting ru- it's mm-hmm, a nice yeah. starting to rot. Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. Has seen better days. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Springsteen song. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but it was a little. It was kind of tit for tat because uh, Bono inducted Bruce. So it Whoa, was. Yeah. It how was did a you feel bit, about that? You know, I forgot about that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Blocked it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was. It was kind of returning the favor, kind of thing. You yeah. Know, like six years later. Yeah. Um. I believe he inducted CCR. Uh. He inducted Jackson Brown. Wow. Uh. And I want to say he inducted Roy Orbison. I'm going to check on. Yeah, he did induct Roy Orbison. And I think that's the, I mean, that puts him in the Hall of Fame of inductors. That's an inductor sure. Hall of Fame. I mean, what is he? Freaking Eddie Vedder? What is <laughs> right. he? Bono? Those are the two people that I know who have inducted a lot of other people. I, but I couldn't tell you who they've inducted. I saw Eddie Vedder did uh, Neil Young, I believe. Uh, yes, he did. And, and he, he did a good job. I and was that like... was almost going to be a tit for tat. Neil Young was going to induct Pearl Jam, but then he got sick. So oh. then Letterman did it. And he did a great job. Uh, but I think Springsteen's connection, if you want to figure it out is through john landau his manager Mm -hmm. who is like the chairman of the hall kind of runs the induction the nomination meeting the nomcom annual meeting to to determine the nominees (laughs) uh and then is just yeah he's just heavily involved uh so i think that makes if they ever need someone who's a big name landau can be like oh i can make i can make bruce do it easily Whoa, make Bruce do it. I just don't I don't like to think of Bruce being at the Someone's at the beck bitch. and call of yeah. the man. But he yeah. is John Landau. I mean, Bruce Springsteen as we know it, born in the USA, Bruce Springsteen is a John Landau creation. Ooh. Um before is... that he was a little more Jersey Shore, a little rougher around the edges and he was the one who wrote uh I've seen the future of rock and roll and his name is Bruce Springsteen because he was he wrote for a Rolling, Rolling Stone. Stone. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh. then he managed him and then he had this business vision for him right oh whoa yeah landau was such was a journalist and was so excited about bruce springsteen that he became his manager Dang, that's yeah. what I'm looking for as a comedian. I know. I'm yeah. looking for someone to be. Someone who writes be... for the LA Times is <laughs> like, I love you so much, I'm going to become your manager. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the dream. <laughs> I, I'll i tell a story later about my... Okay. I am genuinely in the market for management at this moment. Oh, interesting. I left my managers after I went and talked to them, and they were like, I was like, well, you know, I'm not just an actor. I'm also, you know, like a professional comedian. And they were like, well, and you have short hair. 
And I was like, oh, I have to go. Yep, that's um, a good sign. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so, good time. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're just a really big fan. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> why don't manager. you save this for the plugs at the end, Kristen? I'm on one. Uh, Wait, I love that he, like, hurt. What was Bruce Springsteen doing? Was he just, like, in front of an airbrush uh, stand on the boardwalk? <laughs> no, he no, probably he was, put out a few albums. It was after Born point. to Run. And, oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh. So he was, but. I think Lando was, was, was an early champion, uh, maybe even before that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, at that point was when he kind of jumped on. And so Bruce's involvement is, oh yeah, and that was what I walked in during the Bruce Springsteen, uh, uh, Billy Joel duet thing at the Rock Hall when oh, I was okay. at the museum. I when walked in the watching the 25th anniversary, anniversary concert, concert. Oh, right. and it was Billy Joel and uh, Bruce Springsteen Bruce trading licks on New York State of Mind. <laughs> was kind of the last very funny <laughs> <laughs> piano versus guitar <laughs> bass versus baritone yeah i know i can't sign off on it all <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> well I, I think we should uh talk about uh your bruce springsteen moment oh yeah oh yeah I could we like. please I mean, yeah it's a great yeah. oh it's such a good i mean it's one of my favorite i mean do we have time for the whole the i would say go for it yeah give I it say to really us really okay. it's a really great story it's and I such think a it's, wonderful yeah. one all right um I've seen him over 20 times, mm-hmm. you know, going back to the Rising Tour, which was like the return, the first E Street band album since Tunnel of Love mm-hmm. in the 80s. Um, and I've just, every time he's around, I'll go see him where, you know, if I can get there and it's in proximity, I'm going to go see him. So two, three times a tour at least. Um, and I always take people with me to like see a new, to see a show. I indoctrinate them into the uh, mm-hmm. Church of Bruce. To convert. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it works, I think, 95% of the time. Yeah. Um, but I, so this recent one, they were at the LA Sports Arena. This was a couple of years ago now. And. Which sounds like a, a fake venue. I yeah. know, I know. LA Sports Arena. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I, know. I know. It's like a comedy person who hates sports making fun of yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go down to the LA Sports Field Arena. Right, yeah. Watch the Brutes bar play. And grill. <laughs> Do sports bar. Sports ball. Ew. Gross. <laughs> hate it. Don't anyway, so you're, you're you're taking some friends to the LA Sports Arena to yeah. see Bruce, and this is the last show that it actually doesn't exist anymore because they knocked it down after this. It was it was like where they filmed Rocky, and it's, it's been around forever. And Bruce started stadiums um, at this stadium in 1980, the year I was born, and it's you, all you connected. Were, you, you were born in the USA. I was born in the USA. Yeah, <laughs> very good. That's Thank the end. you. <laughs> cool. <laughs> So I take these friends to the show and I go early because I have general admission and, you know, you have to get, mm-hmm. you have to sign up for this lottery to maybe get up front, yeah. you know? Um, and these people had never been to a show before and they like, they like them uh, and they humor me and they like me, I guess. So they'll, they're willing <laughs> yeah. to go, go along. along. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. tangential they're fans. Yeah. 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 They're friends. They're what we call friends. Right. Yeah. Very exactly. good. And um, so I made the sign to like half embarrass them and half like, well, maybe this is a good idea. I can maybe make contact with him. I made the sign that said dancing is a man's man's job because he brings uh, a female audience member up mm-hmm. like Courtney Cox every show. Right, for Dancing in the Dark. For Dancing in the Dark, right. Uh, and I've been to so many shows. I always see the moment and it happens. It's really like the sweet moment where this excited person gets up there and they do the dance. And mm-hmm. um, it always is just like this. Final it's like a fan connection, beautiful. Right, yeah. Everybody in the stadium is loving yeah, exactly. it. It's making that person's it, night. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I made the sign that says, dancing is a man's man's job. 
which is man's job is what's known as the worst song on his worst album. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my gosh. Gentle troll yeah, as right. well. I like <laughs> it. It's really funny. And I had a hole cut in it and I had a mustache at the time only. So it was just like this insane person with like birthday balloons on it. Like yes, you're, fit, you're fitting your head through the poster. <laughs> right. Okay. And this is just to like, uh, you know, humiliate my friends. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we win this lottery. So we are going to be actually really close. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like five o'clock and we're like, oh, I'm, I'm so excited. They're like, man, we've been here for three hours. Like, let's, we have four more hours to go before this even starts. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. And then yeah, three yeah. hours of show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we're walking up and they go, no more signs uh, are allowed in. So I was like, did they Whoa. have a, did they have like a, a quota, a maximum? Yeah. It, it seemed like they were just telling someone like, okay, that's enough. It was getting pretty loud. Right. Uh, okay. Okay. And, um. I was like, well, I was in my underwear hand making the sign, so it's going, it's going to be in. Yeah. So I like go behind a car and I roll it up and I put it in my pants and I'm like walking <laughs> like I have a limp and I'm nervous like I was like a teenager <laughs> smuggling in booze or exactly. something. <laughs> and they're like, my friends are like, no one's going to look for some middle-aged uh, man uh, with a limp. With like, a this limp. looks normal. <laughs> yeah. Like, probably like a veteran. <laughs> kind of ins- <laughs> you do have that thousand yeah. yard stare. Kind yeah, of insulting yeah. to, to you. Like, oh no, you're limping. Everyone will be like, oh sure, it's par for the course. Look at his face. Right, right. They're not going to like uh, put everyone's eyes are going to be on me. <laughs> so anyway, I get in easily with the sign. Uh, Perfect. Because, you know, there's no metal or anything. And we get in there and like, you know, we're just hanging out and talking, hanging, you know, chatting for hours and hours and um finally the show starts and i don't bring it out because i'm like you know i'm respectful you gotta choose of the, your moment yeah you and know Bru- when you have to bring it out yeah and bruce creates a show like it, there's a theme to it there's a point of the and this tour was um bringing back the river album mm-hmm. and they played it in full and it was kind of this you know um theme of like time and uh you know how you have to make certain decisions in life and who you walk through your life oh, with boy. and i'm there with like two great friends mm-hmm. one just had a son uh one found out that day that um he was expecting another one so it was like this really like it was appropriate yeah yeah, it was, yeah. um and it was like so the sign was secondary as a joke and it was just kind of this beautiful show and it was yeah. just a lot of fun um and then the encore starts great and i start waving it around and i put my head through it mm-hmm. and like we're like in the second row so they can see us. They will see it, yes. Ah! And his wife, Patty, plays guitar, and she comes and looks at it and kind of gives me a look like, I don't know about this one. <laughs> and my buddy leans she over. She sees your mustache Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, like ah, all right, yeah. let's maybe get security on this person finally. And my buddy goes up to me. He goes, oh, she did not like that. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm out of the inner circle. Like, this is never going <laughs> to. Right, yeah. Um. And then I so, but I still keep it up. And during um, Born to Run and Dancing in the Dark, it's like the encore, high energy yeah. moment. Yes, of course. And um, uh, during Dancing in the Dark, he points at the sign. We're like, oh, he saw it. And then he goes over and um, brings a woman out of the audience who had been to 300 shows. Oh, my God. And she had a sign that said, I've been to 300 shows. I've never got to dance before. Um, and we were just so happy that he saw, that he saw it. Yeah, really you were like, yeah. yeah. acknowledged Bruce great. acknowledged Hell you. Yeah. Exactly. It, maybe smile. Like, right, yeah. right, right. We're like, His that was so... His wife disapproved of your sign. I mean, <laughs> right. you've, you've had two you've already solid got a story. interactions. Right, right. You've already right. got a story. I got the story. Right. And you know what? That could be the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it? It's not the end, no. <laughs> so they have the, he has this moment with the, um, this woman who had been to 300 shows, and like the crowd goes crazy. Uh, they do the dance, and you know he um, puts her back in the audience. And um, I forgot just how crazy this story is about to get. And I'm getting yeah, very excited. Yeah, it is. 
I was just watching it, you know, not too long ago. I, I still, I still go back to it because then he runs over after that, like he knew he was coming back the whole time, and he runs right up to me and grabs the sign, and there's the video of it, and I'm just, I just go, oh no, oh no, oh, oh no, oh no, because, you know, I don't, I didn't know what to do if this happened. Right, you it not was all like ninety percent joke, ten percent, you mm-hmm. know, maybe a little boy like, fantasy. Yeah, yeah. And then he takes it up, and I'm like, well, I'm about to go up. And then all of a sudden I'm up on the stage and I just kind of like black out and I'm and I'm up there like dancing, You're doing, doing the, dance. the Courtney Cox yeah. dance. And I'm looking face to face with Bruce and it's like as close as we are. Oh my and gosh. And you see your hero. We are very like, close. We are two feet from each other. Yeah, two FYI. feet. Right, right. And I'm like, there he is. Like, And then kind of this whole like 20,000 people go away and it's just me and, and Bruce. <laughs> Having a moment. And, uh, and you're like, dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. you, and he goes, you. I go, I can't believe that worked. And he goes, you're good. <laughs> And he's like, come on. And then I was like, well, what, what's come on? And, yeah. What, how, what is that? Yeah. What, that, could, that what does that mean? I, like, this done, was it. The dance. This yeah, was beyond the dream. Came up. Right. I was like, I'm about to go back in. And he's like, follow me. And then I Followed started following me. him. And I'm like, I don't know where we're going. You're like, this is not part of all the concert footage yeah, I've exactly, seen. Exactly. This isn't part of the, the shtick that you, not the mm-hmm. shtick, but like the part of the show that the he routine. has planned. The routine. Thank right, you. Yes. Shtick feels condescending. Of and I don't not. mean yeah. that, Bruce. I'm yeah. sorry. And you're, <laughs> but yeah, but you're, then you're just like in this moment. Um, and he, and his guitar tech, his name's Kevin. I know him that well. <laughs> he, uh, Do you, you knew that before? I didn't know that before. You knew the name of all the techs? Or just like, him, because he's him. been with him so long. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And he like throws his guitar to him all the time. <laughs> Uh, I'm on chat. I'm in chat rooms. <laughs> <laughs> and he, so the guy, so Kevin puts this guitar on me, and then I follow Bruce to the microphone, and uh, he's like, "All right, here we go." And I'm like, "Yeah." And if, there's this close-up video where it's like um, I'm too confident. Like it's like I was waiting. Like this is the moment I belong in. Now, do you play guitar? I don't play guitar. Yeah, <laughs> great question. I don't. So you have a guitar. A but guitar I'm learning now because my first time. With the guitar was playing with Bruce Springsteen. So you have to honor that. So I have to honor it. Made. Yes. <laughs> Wait. So they place a guitar on you and say, "Here we go." And he goes, "Here we go." So we end up with the microphone. He's like, "One, two, three. And then uh, we start, you know, strumming, and we're just kind of looking at each other. And I'm like making his face at him. Wait, you're strumming? Are you really playing? Are you, the not really strumming. Yeah. Are you plugged in? Uh, probably not. Okay, no, there, no. that would be my guess. It was yeah. like the hands were I don't know where, but yeah. the strumming was, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> on point. the rhythm was, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. What song is being played now? Is it this still is Dancing in, in the Dark? dark. Okay, yeah, it's great. like the, the end part, yeah. And uh, so we're like strumming and it keeps, and he, he's extending it because we're just like kind of mugging to each other and he's mm-hmm. like nodding. Oh my Maybe God. Maybe it is getting into shtick territory. It is getting, <laughs> it, it totally is. Yeah. It is. And he's like extending it because he knows that there's a person who's for some reason Confident. Like out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he's like, um, wait. And I've seen the video too. You start singing backup at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Right after okay. that. So okay. he's like, here we go. And I'm like, yeah, let's keep it going. There's a close up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, you said. I did. There's a, there's a close up video. You can see it, and it's like dead serious. Mm-hmm. Now these, the I've got to imagine. So I mean, Bruce has has some diehard fans. I got to imagine there's video footage from every angle. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah, you there's were like covered. Wides. So just when you're referring to yeah. the video footage, this is like people from their phones uploading to YouTube. Yeah, and someone took a video of the jumbotron, so it kind of looks professional. Okay. So there's like this close-up one that is really cool. I wish I could get the whole thing. Right. But there's like 30 seconds of it, and that's the one where I'm like, yeah, let's keep it going. Oh my god. <laughs> and then he's like, one, two, and then we start trading off. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. 
and we and just you do that. knew too because you had seen like this ending seen before. It's, uh, yeah, and it's like you, Bruce Springsteen, and who else? The um, sex Clarence pop- Clemens' yeah. nephew Jake. Yeah, and they're all like it's like the two of them are flanking. George is in the middle. And then these the two guys, George is in the middle, like he is. I was on the side. Bruce is in the middle. Bruce is in the middle, and then you and you and yeah, the, trading with the, them are trading. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, still can't believe. I mean, and the crowd response at this point, thrilled. Like, I believe like, so. Everybody's like kind of loving yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, I mean, you can it's see like people and... in his crew are like laughing at it, and like it was Let's just like this keep moment. It going. Because there's, he, I don't think he'd ever brought a guy up to do it before. Mm-hmm. So it was this this like comedy music moment. I felt like I was like sharing a bit with him. He was. Oh my god! So it was this really. I mean, it was this amazing like. Oh my Connection god. that you know. And does I, he ever bring up two people during Dance in the Dark? Usually, Sometimes. just brings up one woman. Maybe bring up another one later. Yeah. They do the little dance. Right. Bye bye. Right. Right. Nobody or else has or, ever gotten a guitar placed on them. I think they have since, but I think oh, that was you the first. It? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> The origin. There was actually a guy, um, this young kid who found me on Twitter and was like, me and my dad got up the next time because we were at the show and we brought a sign that said something similar. <laughs> this goes to show like people <laughs> are going to be too. ripping up. Yeah. And then later on, a year later, this same kid learned to play. He ended up in uh, like Philadelphia playing a song with him. It was Whoa. like this wild like thing that led to someone else's moment that was, yeah, it was cool. Oh my gosh. So okay. I hugged him and said, I love you. And then, <laughs> you did? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Did you say it like into his ear? Uh, yeah, because we like hugged and I was just like, I love you. It's like, And then he tried to get his guitar back and I put it up in this guy and he's like, all right, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Good Lord. George. Ooh, I feel like I got... I tell them the story. Yeah, yeah, you were you were back there. I could see it in your eyes. <laughs> they rolled back into your head. It was you started beautiful. pumping your fist. Well, yeah. honestly, and I mean, we'll post the links to yes, this, and sure. all of this will go out into our you know social media. I hope and that stuff. was clear. I was like, uh, you know, I feel like I was. Yeah. I got charged up. Oh, so. it was beautiful. No, uh, oh, well, <laughs> I, I mean, and I'm just saying, like, you know, you're gonna want to see it. I guess. Is yes, I mean, the we can we can tell a story you can imagine in your head, but you if you when you see it, you'll be like, this is crazy. And it's yeah, so yeah. cool to watch someone's dream coming true. I guess that's like the thing. I was like, it, like it means so much to you. It's not like some. Like, Joker just like jumped up there and was like goofing around for my Instagram did, or something. Yeah, like that. Right, some joke, right. joke, some J kidding. Oh, damn. <laughs> just got up on stage. Yeah, right. It, it, first, your like favorite person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a thing that you, yeah, planned for. And then, I mean, you made sacrifices. You had to pretend you had a limp. Right. Uh, it, all, <laughs> it all, you know, was worth it. Yeah, it was, oh, it was wild. So beautiful. I'm so glad. Yeah, for all the like ups and downs we can go through out here. When I think about that, I'm like, all oh, worth it to be in Los Angeles. Yeah, because it only happened. It only here. happened here. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's incredible. And so. Bruce is your guy. And because of that, you are tangentially care about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, well, I just, he... I'm just aware of it because I'll, I'll see his, you know, when I'm following him, you'll just see when he's involved with. Right. Uh, what, um, when did he, was he in the first year that he was eligible? Yes. He is mm-hmm. an FYE. In... But he went in without the band, which is a little bit of controversy. Whoa. Right. So he oh, went in. Yeah. This is what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the listeners can't listen, but oh Kristen just did like a James Brown style, like pull the mic stand away and then bring it back. <laughs> Yeah, so it was that controversial. Uh, Springsteen was not uh, inducted with the E Street Band when he was inducted in 99, <laughs> and they didn't really rectify that until 2014. Yeah. 
I do remember this now that and there so was they, like one of these weird the, backdoor initiations. They're the musical excellence category at the E Street oh, Band. So that was that their is, way of kind of sneaking them in. Yeah. Because aren't almost all of his albums with the E Street Band? Or yeah. no? Yes. Yeah. But I, then yeah. why would they not do that? Because there are there's a good number of albums though that are just considered Bruce solo. And I think especially at that time in 99, it was important to him to establish himself as a solo artist. And that was kind of, I think, on his mind. The, the think heart, it was up to him. The Heartbreaker. Too. What other bands did not get? The James Brown's people so didn't in get 20, in, right? In 2012, they like retconned a bunch of artists who did not get inducted with their bands. Because Buddy Holly wasn't inducted with the Crickets. James Brown was not inducted with the Famous Flames. Bill Haley wasn't inducted with the Comets. Uh, you know, Gene... Uh, Gene Simmons wasn't inducted with Kiss. <laughs> he got his solo. <laughs> uh, Smokey Robinson wasn't inducted with the Miracles. There's like a bunch. So then they ended up in 2012 inducting the Crickets, the Comets, the Famous Flames, the Midnighters, the Blue Caps, and the Miracles. All... Off the dome, everybody. No list needed. Let's be clear. I'm not. You know I'm not looking at a list. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was the Hank Ballard is the Midnighters and Gene Vincent is the uh, the Blue Caps. Boy. Wow. Couldn't have told you that um, for sure. So they did do that, but there's, I mean, the Whalers were not inducted with Bob Marley. What? are Have they been retconned? No. So that those these oh, are the only cool. retcons. Uh, Heartbreakers with Tom Petty? Of course, yeah. Because, I mean, that's like the Black Hearts, Joan Jett? Yes. Black Hearts, Joan Jett. Attractions with Elvis Costello. The band, Alice Cooper. Not just the guy, Alice Cooper. Um, Patty Smith by herself, not the Patty Smith group. Uh, Dion, not the Belmonts. Oh, I was like Dion, not Warwick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're, I mean, it's 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 kind of inconsistent. But Is Dion Warwick in the? She's not. Oh, she's one of the the divas. She's kind of. She's, it's true. I could see I could see her getting there. nominated she's and getting I mean, in immediately. But happen. I could also see her not getting nominated. Yeah, right. Chaka Khan. Speaking of nominees, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the list of nominees this year. Oh George. yeah. Um. Someone, yeah, yeah. What we'd like to do, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand you the list. Okay. Let's say you have a ballot, which means you can pick five artists from this year's nominees. Mm -hmm. Who would you choose? Wow. You can only choose five. And George is is a considerate. He's being considerate about this. Yeah. I love it when people either are like really overwhelmed or they just pop they off. They know it immediately. <laughs> like... They're like, oh, of course. Well, oh yeah. No question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have, I have those. Times. I have my no questions. Yeah, who's your I, no questions? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. There's some obvious ones. I have um, John Prine. Okay. Of course. Stevie Nicks. Stevie okay. Nicks. Um, and then actually after that, it gets a little tricky for me because, um, I mean, do you so many like different... a lot of them equally? I, I do. Yeah, but they're, they're at the they're, same level of interest for you. For my, for me personally, yeah. Yeah. This is like, your heart's ballot. This counts for nothing. Because there's a there's a you know. Growing up, seeing like LL Cool J and the influence he had is, you know, that's mm -hmm. hard to turn down. And 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 you know, feel Rage free. The machine. Feel free to be objective too, if you want. Yeah. If you want to say like, hey, maybe this is an artist that I am not into personally, but I feel like they have to be in the hall. Yeah. So Ooh, Janet yeah. Jackson's that one for me. Okay, yeah. great. Okay, so we got three. Also, good move, Janet Jackson. <laughs> she, she's we the we advocate. <laughs> we actually got someone who had an actual ballot to, to vote, vote for, for her. Janet Jackson. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. 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 who was on the fence and we brought it home oh, we really did a, yeah. we nailed it yeah. we got it right there that sixth vote or fifth vote fifth vote fifth yeah fifth vote did she's it. amazing and then also like as far as like a live experience yeah suppose well, i haven't seen her show, but it's yeah. like yeah. uh yeah, yeah. i cannot believe i have not seen janet jackson that's upsetting to me i'll Maybe see you the next time you will soon <gasps> oh my god oh my god please let her be 
the damn induction ceremony this year. If I am going to this induction ceremony, oh yeah. my God, please, please. Uh, that genuine, every time it would I, get you I forget. Turn. It gets you turn every time. And then I remember and it makes me excited. Okay, you're right. Okay, so we've got Janet, John, and uh, and JJ. No, hello, no, Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Janet, John, and Stevie. Um, then I'm going to go... I'm going with Devo. Devo, nice. nice. Yeah. There's really not a way to fuck it up. The, I know. The they're all, all are pretty really good great. this year. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going with Rage. Um, just Rage, out of my own bring 90s it home. upbringing. Yeah. Yes. And like the, you know, two unbelievable albums. You know, I don't know about longevity. That's the hard thing with them. Right. But yeah, um, but certainly a monumental uh, impact yeah. with, with, you know, Battle of Los Angeles and the, the first one as well. Yeah, totally. And you know what? I think Evil Empire is also good. I mean. We're not talking about oh. them, but and Morello Springsteen connection. So. Yeah, and Morello. Oh. Wait, he's, what's he's the got... what's the connection? They're buddies. Godfather. They're buddies, and he plays with them a lot. He toured with them for a. Oh, tour. Morello toured with Springsteen, or Springsteen toured with Morello. <laughs> <laughs> <Morello and> Springsteen. <laughs> That's so funny. And Morello is like, you know, this, uh, you know, virtuoso guitar player, right? Um, but I think he wants to be Springsteen deep down. He wants to have that like quiet depth. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I don't know that he does. Did they cover? Didn't did he's got Rage that loud cover, rage? He has the, the did Rage cover Ghosts of Tom Joad. They did, yeah, I think they did, yeah. yeah which and then Springsteen recovered line. it in their style. in their style in yeah. the style of rage. It's pretty amazing. I saw it live a few times with Tom Morello guesting one time uh-huh. at Wrigley Field, and he's un- unbelievably. Great. What would their mashup band be called? Rage Against Springsteen. Ooh, uh, uh, the Machine Street Band. Yes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes, you may. Yes, you may. I'm here for it. The Machine Street Band, pretty good. Man, that's yeah. so hard to pick those. I can see right? what you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you want an update on the fan vote, oh yeah, what's going on with no, the fan vote? No, Let's check no. in. Wait, should there be a part where we check in with the fan vote? Like, a, do you like, want to pick like a, a new music? I'm just making more. That work seems for like you. a lot of work for me. Uh, Maybe okay. I'll do. How about how about this? Uh, Let's check in with the fan vote. Not a ton of movement. Def Leppard. Uh, Way in the lead. Oh, see, shame on humanity. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that, that, that's to be. They're expected. the most obvious, though. Yeah. They're the They're most massive yeah. appeal. Yeah. Stevie Nicks is number two. Then Todd Rundgren, Zombies. Rundgren still was he? The, so has anything changed? Has anybody moved? I think th- I think this top five is going to be the same until. Is Janet we're still done. in six? Janet is still in six. Okay, wait. It's sorry. So it's Daft Leppard, Stevie Nicks, Todd Rundgren, The Zombies, and The Cure. Uh, a top five and then janet at six uh i would not be if they inducted those top six i would be like that's a good class and i think it's going to be if i had to guess that's could that could be it i feel like the cure is not going to get in this year uh even though you know my feelings about that yeah uh, do you think that if you replace the cure with like craft work or no i don't i think radiohead has radiohead the, has the best shot but also i mean we've talked about this before radiohead has i been... am now suddenly like i am not sure oh my god listen to my opinion <laughs> radiohead oh. has bad mouthed the hall or or just been like very openly ambivalent yeah you know and which hurt them they were up last year and everyone thought they would definitely get in because they're like so important right uh but they've been kind of whatever and that seemed to hurt their chances last year and we wonder if they'll ever recover What's, how does and how does it work? I'm sure people who are listening probably know this. Yeah. But, so this uh, this ballot of 15 names goes out to about a thousand people. Most of them people who've already been inducted. If you're inducted, you're a mm-hmm. voter. But it's also journalists uh, and other musicians and people. Tom Hanks has a ballot. You know. <laughs> uh, really? He, he uh, is, I I always forget that. 
how did that ha- is he just buddies is he, he is like a creative consulting producer on the induction every year him and tim robbins i feel like are just kind of around i just saw i saw <laughs> Wait, tim, robbins. tim robbins is also tangential no not to the hall but he seems like he like wants to be a musician yeah i saw him yeah. perform last night at a warren zevon tribute oh you went to uh, that yes oh man it was I... really good and tim robbins would like was a special guest and it's like i guess i have to listen to you yeah song. Uh, that Warren Zevon tribute was really, really good. Where was it? It was at Largo. Oh. I saw it like last minute and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know how I missed this. Yeah, well, also the tickets were very expensive and I got one for free from uh, a friend, which is why I ended up Humble going. brag. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm connected. Yeah. But it was uh, mostly Jackson Brown and uh, Taylor And you have long hair. <laughs> yes, that's I have cool. a, I have a jean jacket so they let me in for free. Your, yeah. Yeah, Warren, really... Warren Zevon Wait, is a did giant you say... snub in my book. Yes, we, yeah. we've talked about yeah. him before. That was, um, that was James, James Fritz's Fritz, yeah. episode. Uh, uh, Taylor Swift, what did you say? Taylor Goldsmith of oh. Dawes, of the band Dawes. Oh, okay. And you can tell he's a huge Zevon fan, and it was really cool because he was up there. I mean, it was people cycling in and out, playing the songs. Uh, but well, he... they've done Desperados Under the Eaves. They have a great version of that. I believe it because you can tell. I mean, he's... He knows he's not. A lot of people are looking at lyric sheets, you know, yeah. here and there, glancing at it. He was not looking at anything. He knew the guitar parts and like the the lyrics to just about everything. Uh, he's legit. He's a legit Zevon head, uh, and you're a legit Prine head. Oh yeah, as, as uh, we've learned. But let's uh, take a break, and then when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna get into the the, the priney priney head of George McConnell. All right, we'll be right oh. back. <laughs> Hey guys, we're back. Welcome oh, back. Uh, you know, we hope that during your break, uh, you said something nice to a loved one. Gosh, yeah. And honestly, if I can give you all... <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> wow, she realized what she was doing. She realized that she was just about to If I can give you all just one piece of advice, it's anytime you think something nice about someone, tell them. It doesn't cost you anything, and I really think I'm just you picturing should picturing everybody no, scrounging I, for notebooks. Yeah, I just really it doesn't cost you anything, and it makes the other person feel good, and it probably yeah. makes you feel good too. Mm-hmm. So just be nice to people. If you have something nice to say, say it. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. It's it's, it's so true because <laughs> the mean stuff is so fun. Yeah, the mean and stuff the, is and so the cutting fun. and the rip. Yeah, but you why is it powerful. so hard to? Yeah, but, I've had compliments that I'm like. I don't have the courage to tell this person. To tell this person that you think that they're great or like, oh, I saw, I thought of you the other day and how wonderful you are at this thing or how much, you know, how happy it made me to see you do this one thing. And (laughs) I don't know how this guy. Yeah. And also it started by saying retroactively, I hope you did something. So everything Kristen said, if you didn't do it during the break, (laughs) uh, fuck you, you fucked up. No, you know what? It's never too late, guys. Next break. Next episode. Next break. Do the things that Kristen said. Yeah. You don't don't get that many chances. George, I want to know about your connection to John Prine. Uh, You know, why he's uh, important to you. And hold Ooh. on real quick. I know I did just go on a little tangent, but And you're not I... done? No, I am done. I am done. I'm gonna talk about John Prine and tell you. Oh yes, of course, yeah. of course, of course. What we, I know we, about we John Prine. Start off with Kristen sometimes comes into this with not a ton of knowledge about yeah. the artist. Okay, great. In this case, I literally I only know that one anecdote, which is told, I was yeah. leaving a square dance with a friend of mine and girl two young women behind us were talking about they said the name John Prine. My friend turned to them and said, Oh hey, I love John John Prine. And one of them dismissively said to my friend, My dad loves John Prine. And that is literally Sick. all I know. I know also that Sick he has burn. billboards around Los Angeles because he put out an album 
maybe mm-hmm. in the last year. Yeah. yeah. So I April. saw it on a bench. Great. And that's that's what you're coming in with. Is he yeah. full? And maybe he's probably kind of like folky. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. And that's he's a dude. There you go. Yeah. 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 Right, okay. Yeah. There we go. Full okay. stop. Zero well, songs. Got nothing. Well, I think with that young woman kind of <laughs> revealed and condemned an entire generation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because either she didn't listen enough or, I mean, it goes pretty deep. Um, I get emotional thinking about how did you, it. How did you get into John Prine? I think I... Um, was you know, it potentially through Bruce? Because he's yeah, a big fan. Yeah. Because um, I knew that they were both, you know... Um, Kind of labeled the new Dylan. There was this whole school of folks yes. in the seventies oh. who were looking. People. He's were a like, contemporary of Bruce Springsteen. He is, yeah, yeah. Okay. You um, know, uh, Prine's first album mm-hmm. was seventy one, and what Bruce's was like seventy three, something like that. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I forget seventy two maybe. I think so. Yeah, uh, um, but yeah, they they were contemporaries. Yeah. Huh. Um, and very and so different. It just shows you when people are labeling things, like scrambling to find the new. Yeah, thing. Yeah, they, they want to put something on. Cast somebody. a wide net. Yeah. Um, and what I, and then I think, um, so I knew about that. And then I would think there was some interview like 10 years ago where Springsteen showed his like, uh, iPod playlist. Sure. Yes. Yeah. A, a very popular feature to do with, uh, musicians and presidents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was <laughs> exactly. And he had a few John Prine songs. On. I was like, I need to listen to this. Mm-hmm. And I listened to Clay Pigeons, which is actually a Blaze Foley cover, but it's so John Prine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that just sent me down this rabbit hole. And just like the depth of this person, you know, and his eye and his style of writing. And it was just kind of the opposite of what a lot of artists that I know, how they kind of go about their work and how I would like to think that I do. Ooh, whether I follow do you short. creatively uh, connect to John Prine? Absolutely. What what, is, what do you mean by his songwriting style? Like, Well, it's just like um, it's just the the lack of ambition. But also, no, but but with a but with a, a strong point of view. It's like I have this point of view that burns in me and I'm going to be letting it out ever One so often. One way or the other. Right. So that's going to happen throughout a lifetime. But not having to be like, this is going to happen a thousand times right now. And I'm going to need to figure out how to do this. And I need to, to make some it. changes to make sure this happens. Mm-hmm. He kind of just sat back and he's more into, you know, eating meatloaf on Tuesdays in Nashville than, like, focusing on his career. So he'll have, like, these large gaps in between albums. Then they'll come out, and it's un- unbelievable. It's like this treasure trove that just gets, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know. Yeah, he seems he seems focused on the work as that, you know, as what it is. Yeah. Uh, he seems very unassuming. Uh, yeah, he doesn't seem – he's. I wouldn't call him a star, no, you know? no, not at all. I mean, he's having a resurgence now because of Jason Isbell and Sturgill Simpson and these mm-hmm. new great like country, cu- not it's really country, all country, all country, country yeah. kind Who of progressive him. country type people. Yeah. But they're yeah. like middle finger to Nashville, kind of yeah. like Willie Nelson and those guys were yeah. back in the seventies. Almost like punk country, if you will. Yeah, that's that's an apt term. Yeah, I think. yeah. But they really connect to him because they know the depth and they can kind of see that. Like I, I call it like an empath's um, way of write, style of writing, where it's just felt very deeply, and they all kind of have that. Um, is his music sad? A lot. Oh, yeah. Is, is it melancholy? It's kind of like country melancholy. Would I, you say? That's accurate, but I mean, it's also very funny. Like there's a sense of humor in it, and in between it, like you'll almost like a country Randy Newman. Maybe, yeah. maybe not that funny. Not <laughs> as many. 
<laughs> yeah, he doesn't like tickle the ivories. Like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's mean, a little like Broadway flair. Yeah, to but but in, in but a sense like, of the like having yeah. wit style of like wit witty the, and kind uh, of like you know subversive yeah, kind yeah. of songwriting, and it can kind of stop you on a dime. Like he has this song called um, "My Mexican Home," which is just him describing his home in the summer, basically, like with all the details. And then at the end, he talks about his dad passing away on the porch, and how his friends sat out there in this Mexican home and and um, drank bourbon and cried. But it's like this three, um, uh, three act, three act play almost, where it ends with this moment. And if you didn't stick through the, that first part, you wouldn't have such a vision of this moment in life it's pretty incredible mm-hmm. john prine well um do, do so we'll, we'll just start with uh i mean john prine's position in the fan vote oh yeah, boy right? yeah where's he at he is you know he's not at the bottom but who's he's, at the bottom still it's from bo- bottom to john prine it's mc5 Kraftwerk, rufus ll cool j then john prine whoa wow. damn i mean for someone they who... do not like uh they the the fans love white people. Yeah. I will yeah, say exactly. that. Yeah, that's, they, that's unless the they were in MC5. Right, right. Um, but for someone who does not really have a lot of name recognition, although Kraftwerk is pretty white. Yeah, uh, Kraftwerk is a, about as <laughs> yes. historically <laughs> white as it gets. I just didn't want to get the emails. That's all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Prine became eligible. For the 1997. That's what I wanted to say. One of the things that surprised me was I read our tweet recently that was. Oh yes, our uh, tweet that our, you and I put our heads our together tweet. and, and tweeted out. You know how out. we get together and we strategize about our social media, mm-hmm. and I just sign off on. Things. I, I tweeted out the uh, how long people have been certain the acts this year have been eligible. Yeah, you know, Radio and Rage Against the Machine have been eligible for two years. They became eligible last year. The Zombies have been eligible for thirty years. You know. Wow. They became eligible back, you know, in uh, whatever the eighty, yeah, eighty-eight or whatever. Um, and yet, Prine has been eligible since the ninety-seven. I was surprised. I didn't realize he had been eligible for that long. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this is the first time he's been nominated. It it was really an out of the blue nomination because uh, it felt like, well, if he hasn't been considered yet. Why would it come up now? Yeah. I think it has something to do with the fact of this new album that came out this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did very well. Uh, got a lot of attention. Had a lot of people attached to it, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Dan Auerbach from uh, the Black Keys was like heavily involved in like songwriting yeah. and uh, appearing on the album. And I, I want to say he's that guy, Dan Auerbach, has a connection to the hall. And he's like shown up a few times. Uh, okay. And like mm-hmm. he's part of uh, the... <laughs> This is getting really in the weeds here. Part of the uh, PR firm Q Prime. It's got him Cliff Bernstein. Oh my gosh, I love what? Cliff Bernstein is on the nominating committee. He runs Q Prime. Q Prime represents and the Black Keys. This is Deep State, wow. Q and then, Prime, Anon. Yeah, yeah. It, like, does sound, wow. it does sound very yeah. Deep State. Yeah. Um, but so the Hall does not. Beyond, oh, can I also yeah, say too ahead. about John Prine, a thing that I learned from Twitter? from our Twitter. I just didn't realize how many, I mean, again, my exposure is so limited to John Prine, but like there, you know, people will tweet out like, I have a ballot. Who should I vote for? You know? And mm-hmm. then everybody's getting on there and they're like, MC five and no one else. Like, <laughs> you know, like uh kind of thing. A lot of prime love, you know, prime yeah, he's time. Somebody who's like, he's part of, you know, 
it's not like an album you'll put on. It's like part of the people. I think, yeah, that, that love him. he's beloved. Like, yeah, yeah. He's got. Yeah, I think that's like you know you're you're with him. If you're you're there's not a lot of casual Prime fans. Mm-hmm. I guess you probably you go. Yeah, to, right. And uh, after the nomination announcement, I found out that a lot of people I knew were Prime heads, uh, and I had no idea. Oh wow! You know, they kind well, of. I'm lucky to be the one who gets to talk about. <laughs> you're the representative. Revealed themselves. Uh, the hall does not uh, beyond the twenty-five year eligibility uh, cutoff, or not not cutoff, but you know, after twenty-five years from your release recording, uh, you become eligible. Beyond that, there's no real criteria for why someone gets into the hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have put together though my own list of criteria that I think lines up pretty well with the people who've been inducted, and I think if you do well in these categories, you have a decent shot at induction. So we're going to go through these categories cool. uh, with John Prine. Uh, we're going to start off with critical acclaim. I think uh, he is a critic's artist. Yeah. You know, yeah. he is someone who, especially because of like that, I feel like his type of songwriting is like a critic's dream. Like that's what they want. They want like sophisticated, witty. I mean, you take that versus like Def Leppard. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 You know, it's the world as we wish it was. It's kind oh. of what I think of a lot of, you know comedy and music and things that i love or like if i like something it's like well that's not doesn't bode well for it financially (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and there's a lot of depth and uh he's received well critically maybe not given the like uh over the top adoration that someone like uh, bruce springsteen gets or bob dylan gets but i think is still uh but those two guys give him that like bob dylan listens to him and you know, it's the mm-hmm. um, Midwestern mind chip uh, trips to the nth degree is what he said about John Prine. Wait, Midwestern mind trips? Well, mind? He's just, mind he's trips. describing oh, wow. Prine's music, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, All right. That's yeah, pretty he, cool. And he's, he is such a musician's musician, too. Mm-hmm. Man. There's a okay, lot of credibility so coming. Is John Prine the Midwest Bruce Springsteen? Not John well, Cougar Mellencamp? Well, I mean, <laughs> he came up through the Old Town School of Folk. Yeah, you, yeah, you know where Corcoran's is in Chicago. Yeah, um, was an old place called the Earl of Old Town, and mm-hmm. a lot of the he started there and um, was playing in that exact. Wait, space. he's like a Chicago guy. Yeah, I didn't. Suburbs know. of Chicago and Mayfield. No, yeah. I didn't know. And his that. brother taught at Old Town School of Folk Music, and he yeah. learned guitar there. And that's yeah. so mm-hmm. wild. And he's 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 kind of considered the main guy out of his. There's like a crop of folk musicians who came out of Chicago at that time. None of them as famous as him, but like there is kind of a crop. And he's like kind Steve of like, Goodman was Steve his Goodman, good who's one of his and, uh, mm-hmm. collaborators. Yeah, I have long hailed John Mellencamp as the Bruce, Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen of the, the Midwest. Midwest. Well, but... see, that's another one when people compare Bon Jovi. <laughs> And Bruce, I'm like, mm. and when they say Mellencamp and Bruce, it's like I think we're getting it may warmer. be a different frequency. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say that like maybe, I know what you me- mean, the but I think well, the working man's yeah. you know kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that poor John Mellencamp's gotten yeah. a bit of a bad rap. I, don't I think, think if he's you, all that. If you, if the meter, he's too pretty. I get it. Poor guy, <laughs> you know. The kind of meter going from <laughs> going from Bruce to Mellencamp. I just called John Mellencamp pretty. <laughs> I know. I was like, that's not a common. But he was like, people thought <laughs> oh, yeah. he was like a yeah, sex in his symbol day, back in feathered the day. hair yeah. kind of thing. Right, right. Uh, I was just going to say, if, going from Bruce to Mellencamp, if you did that same uh, difference, but going the other direction, away from Bruce and away from Mellencamp, you, you get to Prime, you, I think. Yeah. Maybe they, they are kind of uh, similarly linked in a... In a uh, 
the same amount of way, but just in different directions. Yeah, in different directions. You are correct. He said he just sees himself between Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash because it's such a country sound. Mm -hmm. I think that can also hurt people with his kind of uh, wit and and depth yeah is that he has a country sounding voice yeah. and that can be a turnoff and they don't give it a shot might be one of the reasons he didn't make the ballot until now because the hall if there's any genre uh lines that are kind of drawn it feels like country is one of those mm-hmm. like if you're a country you're not rocking yeah yeah whereas yeah. nearly everything else yeah is. uh now we sometimes Alex bring up dolly parton <laughs> we sometimes bring up this in. uh this rolling stone list because uh, if that's one way to gauge uh well, yeah, 500 greatest claim. albums of all time right 2012 edition yeah <laughs> sure either one is fine there's two editions there's two. and there were minor changes made between each oh, i really? just learned this last week so john prine on the list he is of 500 greatest albums what is his, his greatest album for his yeah. debut which is uh just called john prine from 1971 and that is on the list uh and i think uh, are we oh are we always gonna have you guys try to guess what number that's fun oh yeah okay what number do i think okay i think it's if, out of the 500 i think it's probably mm, i think it's in the high 300s i think i'm gonna say three no i'm gonna say 347 mid 300s 347 Great. george what do you think um i'll say 380 i think it's higher i'd like to as take- much as i like to you know I'd like to take it back and say one dollar. <laughs> mm, that's the only time I'm ever going to use that joke. I promise. That's not true. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, my man, I'm not Pr- Jay kidding. Prine coming in. <laughs> oh boy! Looks like that made myself laugh. Prine coming in at four fifty. Wow. Ooh. Which is crim. I mean, that album. The thing with it though is like he's so young on it, and those songs sound better when he sings them now. Yeah, now oh. his voice has aged yeah. into the kind of the character that yeah. he, his persona. Yeah, but the actual songs, there may be no um, start to finish album that is that strong. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I'd say it is a testament to the strength of that album, the fact that it's even on that list. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of, uh, there's country on that list, but you know. Yeah, it's just so good. Yeah, and I, you know, I, and we'll, we'll transition into the next category, which is classic albums. And I think... That is one where uh, definitively, extremely classic. Uh, I trying to because I don't know a ton about John Prine, uh, especially before the nomination announcement. Uh, when I was trying to figure out what his songs were, I pulled his greatest hits just to kind of get and I'll, it was a lot of it was just that, that first album, album. <laughs> like yeah. a, a lot of from that first album. Yeah, and then you know the albums that came after that. I'm not sure the i mean i think well received but i don't know if i would put any of the other ones in the category of like always in the conversation of like greatest albums of yeah all time. yeah probably yeah i don't think so i, I think put, I, oh, oh no i'm just i put my headphones on because i want to start hearing some of this stuff too i'm pretty hyped sure. i know we're gonna get to songs next but i just yeah. want you guys to know i put my headphones on in anticipation right i'm excited to hear some prime music and you know he was putting out albums you know on nearly every year for the entirety of the 70s. Uh, and some of them were record companies. It seemed like they had their hand in it. Because when you strip a lot of those down, they're they're amazing. Mm-hmm. But then some of them can have this twang. It's like it's not him. It's like... Um, yeah. But then they'll have like three songs on those that are still, you know, unbelievable. Less production. Great. He is probably... He probably benefits from less production. Yeah. That's and why just... his last two albums are so good. And they're like in his top five probably. Mm-hmm. Because it's just... his, his most recent albums you would put in his top five? I would, absolutely. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So he's a fine wine, Prime. He is. 
And Jesus, yeah. the missing years is another one I'd put in there. Okay. That's a, interesting. But they're not going to make those kind of lists, mm-hmm. but they're, they're great. Uh, and Prine continued talk, I'm talking about his recent work. He continued to perform after having major surgery uh, because he had some sort of cancer and then it like removed part of his neck. Yeah. Whoa. Neck uh, cancer. It like, changed his appearance and his voice. And his voice. And... He had to learn to like not only perform, but like speak again. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, yeah, but he's doing it and it, it changed it, but it, he's still, he's still pretty great. Uh, the next category is iconic songs slash recognizable songs. And if I'm being perfectly honest, I don't think, I mean, it's the average person. I don't think knows any John Prine. Songs. Right. Yeah. Except for like the angel from Montgomery. And well, the, let's, let's oh, talk yeah. about yeah. those ones then. So this is angel from Montgomery which is from his uh, first album. This is, I actually do know this song. Mm-hmm. I have heard this song before. I feel like I maybe have heard it recently, probably, maybe on like that on our radio station that we like. Oh, on KCSN? <laughs> on 88.5, yeah. yeah. Like that's, I've definitely heard this song. Also, I'm wondering, has this song ever been in a movie or something? Like, I, it has to have. Like, I feel like it's, some, it's or, covered a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. But this is one, even before I really got into him, I knew, I mean, I knew yeah. this, this from living. I have, mm-hmm. I have heard this song before. Mm-hmm. This would be, wow. I didn't know hey. I knew a song, but I did, I do know the song. So that's from the first one. Another one that you might know. And George, you were saying that, wait, Bonnie Raitt did a... She made the song a hit, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, d- a- I also think co- growing up with a Bonnie Raitt love and mother. Mm-hmm. Oh, then no doubt. It's, it's going to come I, through. I, 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 that's... I bet my mom loves John Prine. Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to find out. If she, I'm sure she. I bet my yeah. mom knows who it is. I'm maybe. gonna text her preemptively now, so that maybe I'll have an answer by then, by the later. Uh, and then I guess the other ones I'd throw in, uh, maybe from that first album, there is a song called Sam Stone. Oh yeah. Which uh. This it's got a Dylan-y voice on it, huh? Oh for sure. It's like right, yeah, Vietnam era. Yeah, and it has the the great line. Uh, what is it? There's a hole in Daddy's arm where the money all goes. Jesus Christ died Jesus for nothing. Christ died for nothing. Yeah. Dang. Uh, but this is another. I mean, like, I think from this album, this is an anti-war song. Yeah, a little bit. That's how we treat our <laughs> veterans when they come back, and yeah, yeah, and it's and it's relevant. That's why yeah. he. That's these are Dylan-y vocals mm-hmm. with a country twang. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, Dylan early, Dylan is country us. But I say, if, if you're turning that knob towards country, if you take yeah. Dylan, mm-hmm. you're going to wind up in prime territory. Uh, so, yeah, this is... What's this song called? Sam Stone. Oh. Boy. Yeah, rough. Ooh. Oh, my God. Ugh. And then the other, like, Ugh. I think kind of big one. I, know. I can't do it. I, I can't do it. I don't have it in me. This is a song called Paradise. And the, I think, like, those three songs like, are kind of like standards, like mm-hmm. country standards yeah. at this point. Yeah. Uh, those are every show. And when I see him play them live, too, like, I've never been at a concert where people are laughing and then you just, like, pin drop. Um, and then know, everybody's it's, it's pretty, just silent, it's pretty taking in. Yeah. And then he had a song from, he did a, an album of mostly covers, except for one song, In Spite of Ourselves. Mm-hmm. And all the, all, he did a bunch of covers, and they were all duets with, uh, with This women. makes me feel like I'm at the square dance right now. Mm-hmm. That, that was a waltz, you know, like mm-hmm. that's like a... This is an amazing song. Yeah, this is a, this was like 
98 maybe 99 wait really mm-hmm. it's him and uh iris dement 1998 <laughs> this is where i feel like his sense of humor is like on full display she don't like her eggs all runny. She thinks crossing her legs and this is, is his voice has kind of aged yeah. into a little more mm-hmm. weighty. I think this might be this is still pre-surgery, but uh, still like you know he's a, he's an older man now. Yeah, yeah. This uh, is some country stuff. Mm-hmm. You got this little duet going on. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Uh, George, are there any other tracks that you would point to as being notable, recognizable, seminal? Um, it's hard to think about. Yeah, you know, it's for me. It's your yes. personal, personal <laughs> yeah, choices. What are your yeah. personal choices? What's your? Uh, you got gold to me is. Um, you, you got know. gold. Yeah. What is this off of? And there's a live version too. Because sometimes when I hear his his record versions, I'm like, it's still I still like it. But when I you hear it, just how many acoustic. times have you seen him live? Like four or five, but I'm actually going to see him over New Year's in, at the Grand Ole Opry in, <gasps> in Nashville. Oh no wow! No yeah. way! That'll be great. Oh, that's great! Yeah. God, I went to the, when I was visiting Dollywood. I went to the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville um, on my Tennessee pilgrimage many oh, years cool. ago. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm pulling up. You got gold. Uh, it is a YouTube video that you know. Sometimes when you upload songs, you have to put something in the background. This one, of course, is an American flag with an eagle in front of it. <laughs> That's a sweet little song. Mm-hmm. That's a real sweet little song. And is this a sweet a, little ditty. Is this one that you got to get to the the chorus? Okay, where it sure. really, that's where it makes it all become. You know, Does it get less something sweet? Transcendent. No, no. Do no. <laughs> we realize he's talking to his dead mother or something? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> This is a very Los Lobos vibe to me. With that and, like kind of accordion. Yeah, this and... kind of like very Los Lobos oh, yeah. vibe to me. And this is, I mean, you guys, when we get to the answer of whether my mom has heard of them, it will not <laughs> come as any surprise. Considering that my mom, some of my mom's favorite bands are Los Lobos and Bonnie Raitt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, this is a, a yeah, this is like right in there. But see, this version too is like, it's... It's so it's so much faster when he plays it just acoustically. Uh-huh. It just really brings. It's like Springsteen has songs like that too, where the when you strip it down, the song yeah. and the heart of it is is unreal, mm-hmm. and it kind of gets overproduced and loses something. Yeah, I mean that had a lot point. of production on it. It was kind of like a jaunty little yeah little ditty, but yeah. I you yeah. know it's probably more heartfelt when he's just on the stage. Yeah, yeah, it, totally. Uh, the next category is commercial success. Which you know he's not he's not selling millions and millions of albums, uh, you know he the last album he came that he released in, in 2018 the Tree of Forgiveness was number five which is shocking that's but like also his but ever, I mean yeah. that's because that's the, the, the only people industry. who are still buying right. music are the so people it, who are it, his it fans. It is funny like... the last five or so years <laughs> where it's like wow. Rush finally had their first number one album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. Weird Al Yankovic had his first number one album. Oh, yeah. Wow. There's so many of those like people who've been around for a long time who finally got number one albums. And, but it's a know, combination. I feel like it does mean that they've connected to a new audience too. Because yes, they, they've been able to hold on to something yeah. in addition to having loyal fans yeah. and the music industry failing. 
that uh right <laughs> right but <laughs> he said his audiences like... have like quadrupled in the last five years from jason isbell and Sturgis oh and wow Simon. okay that's pretty cool yeah uh but i wouldn't i wouldn't give him a ton of uh points in the commercial success category yeah i wouldn't yeah. uh i forget that because i'm so locked in i'm in my own <laughs> yeah you're not even thinking no. about <laughs> uh longevity is the next category um you know he was like i said he was putting out albums nearly every year in the in the 70s and i feel like i mean you, you got to give him credit like what we were saying with isbel and uh and sterl simpson and him putting out an album this year that people like i mean that's that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, the longevity is there. If we're talking about his peak is like kind of uh, artistic peak, you know, we're talking about maybe nine or 10 years, you know, just right. kind of the 71 to 80 or something. Uh, just looking on when his uh, albums stopped being so frequent and when they stopped like kind of charting. Yeah. Uh, but I think props have to be given for the fact that he put out a... Uh, a recording this year that got a lot of good yeah. notice. Similar to like Warren Zevon was a similar. He his last three albums were as great as those initial that initial surge, mm-hmm. but it was at a different time. Right. But also going through like, for someone to go through like, um, you know, disco and sin. Oh and yeah, yeah. Alternative rock and whatever the nineties was after that. Yeah, rap then, rock. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, my I mean, gosh. But yeah. there's something to like Pop this punk. core artist, you mm-hmm. know. And there's fashion, and then there's the real thing, you know. There's, right. You know. And the the songs shine through, mm-hmm. and he never uh, <laughs> violated his his principles or you know right. what what he stood for. Right. Which is pretty cool. Doesn't not trying to hold on to it with some like bizarre surgeries and you know, his were not <laughs> his not were wanted. needed because yeah. of medical reasons. <laughs> Uh, and then the next category is influence and innovation. I think this might be his uh, strongest, one of his stronger categories, uh, because we've already talked about people like Bruce Springsteen and Bob Dylan and yeah. Bonnie Raitt, and uh, creeping into now, Sturgill Simpson and uh, Jason Isbell. And there's weird ones that pop up too. Uh, like Carvile. Um, yeah. There's oh, an interview. I could definitely hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's an interview with Roger Waters from Pink Floyd where they asked him about Radiohead. And they were like, what do you think of Radiohead? And he went, I, I listened to it. I didn't feel anything. Let's talk about John Prine. Oh, really? Yeah. See. And he was like, I want to, he was like, I think that guy's really great. Uh, and I think he makes music that speaks to me. And it was an interview where they just wanted to get his opinion on like the new British yeah, bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was just like, what about uh, John Prine? I think that guy's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. It's like you have to find them at the right time and age, and I don't know. It's something. Yeah, I don't know if I would have listened to him. When he's I was not in my for early the 20s. youth. Yeah, he's not for the youth. Right, you have to have a little life and heartbreak. Yeah, you and... have to have a little. Yeah, you have to have had a little bit of life underneath your yeah. belt to to appreciate a a wine like that. Yeah, you and know? he had it when he was. I mean, he was like so young when he when he wrote those early songs. But yeah. if there's something I think I look back at a lot of artists and now you're almost not allowed to have enough or you're so guarded that it takes people until they're in their 30s to be able to experience enough life to bring their their um, experience and yeah. experience into the art. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, wild. It didn't used to be like you could be 20 and you had enough right from Vietnam or I think there's. Yes. Just, yeah. You grew, you grew up faster. And people are having yeah. that now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's it's bizarre. Uh, 
Chris Christopherson founded or founded found. Yeah, <laughs> he's not Wait, a McDonald's in Chicago. Uh, That's an incredible here. story. Wait, yeah, Chris Christopherson okay, just kind no, of. Excuse me. Back it up. What? <laughs> So Chris Christopherson, like in A Star is Born, <laughs> you gotta stop it. found uh, he was just at a show. I think. Well, he was with Steve Goodman, had made had a little success as his um, friend in Chicago. And he was on tour maybe with Chris Christopherson. And he kept saying, you have to come see my friend, John. And he finally convinced they're like, we don't want to go see your friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hard pass. It's him and, and a movie star. I forget the woman's name. But they end up taking Barbara a cab. <laughs> <laughs> That's her primary thing. She's a movie star. <laughs> so they take a cab to this bar in Chicago where he was playing. And he Do was... you know the name of it? Was it like the Empty Bottle or something? Like I'd be crazy. No, it's not there anymore. Okay. It was um, um, the Fifth Peg, I think. Sure, an Armitage. Yep. And um, they were. He was finishing his set. That's where Roger Ebert initially wrote this review that like put him on the map right Whoa. ebert's also part of Brian's yeah it's story, wild which, yeah which is very it's very funny. chicago it's great <laughs> yeah this uh-huh. is amazing extremely chicago yeah but then they so he's cleaning you know the the chairs are on the tables and they and they this rock star comes in with a movie star and they're like we want to see your stuff uh can you take the chairs down and he, so he plays like sam stone and angel from montgomery and they were like can you play those all one more time because <laughs> they loved them all and they're like that just kind of they're friends to this day yeah kind of launched his career took him to new york i think at that point he was a mailman he was yeah he was working as a mailman which is very cute yeah writing his songs delivering mail in chicago uh whoa so uh the last category i mean i think yeah so there's so much influence that we can see from artists both who were not just contemporaries, but were like around before him mm-hmm. that yeah. seemed to be influenced by him all the way up to some of the, the country musicians and songwriters that we see today. Uh, the last category is, does my mom know who this is? Uh, Mary Pat? No. <gasps> really? She does not. Although did you my... ask her already? You, mm-hmm. you sent her a little text. You do yeah. your work before the show. I, I do... do mine during. <laughs> uh, but my dad does have an album in the uh, in our basement. Huh. So he, he knew, but my mom did not. Uh, my mom, resounding yes. Y-E-S. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Was that what was just buzzing yeah, right yeah. now? No, what was buzzing was... You don't need to get into that. Yes. I was just curious. You, you asked <laughs> no. your mom and she said, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's my great. My mom said yes. And, though, and then, no hesitation, not I think so. Oh, not, that's great. Yeah. yeah, my mom knows who John Prine is. But like I said, he really fits the category what she, that, what of what for, my mom yeah. listens to. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Little Feet, <laughs> Los Lobos, yeah, yeah. John Bonnie, yeah. you know, that's Tom Petty. Like, that's all, they're all circling the same type of style and like mm-hmm. yeah i could especially that last song that we were listening to that you got gold song i could see my mom hearing that and being like yes and that's probably <laughs> why i've heard angel from montgomery too probably yeah. i've heard his version and, and hers right. just because of that growing well, up. all right george does your mom know who john prine is yeah my mom has really good taste in music she, but she i don't think was a fan of his necessarily but she knew she, she knew, knew of him yeah mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes that's the most important category because it's just about do average does the average person know yeah. about this artist yeah uh and that can be damning mm-hmm. you know yeah if not i enough... think that's his biggest weakness in yeah. all of this is just like the name recognition the name recognition is mm-hmm. not there right but a lot of musicians vote mm-hmm. 
Bob Dylan gets a ballot. I don't know if he yeah, turns yeah. it in. Every member of Aerosmith gets a ballot. So He's one of those that people would probably, if they don't, usually they're like, well, we're going to vote for John. Yeah. And you don't, you, Maybe you, like people who wouldn't normally, who just abstain, they're like, ah, who cares mm-hmm. about these kids? Yeah. And I mean, then they're like, oh, John's in there. We'll yeah, yeah. just vote once. And then right. for, you that, can, if you for John want, Prine and MC5, yeah, yeah, send it totally. away. There's nothing stopping you from voting for one act and it would be counted. Yeah, people do that. I don't you feel like people post their ballots sometimes where they're like, I just voted for Janet Jackson and no one I don't know who people I don't know that I've seen that, oh, but okay. I would believe it. I've heard threat. All right. I'm not plugged in. You can't you are though. I am you wanna, you wanna believe that you're not, but you are. I'm plugged in much more than I would like to be. All right, let's do our verdicts. Okay. W- should John Prine be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Will he when and will it be this year? All right. Here's what I'm gonna say. I have really enjoyed my time with John Prine. I have your prime time. My prime time. I really have. <laughs> prime time live. I I think, like I think he's really talented. I don't know that he is. Uh, I don't know that he's famous enough to almost be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Being mm-hmm. that I am much more familiar with many of his contemporaries, mm-hmm. and I can't draw exactly a straight line from him to do you know what i mean like like his influence like i think he's very good i just don't know i mean should he i wouldn't be mad i think yes but i don't Mm -hmm. know that he will i guess is what i'm saying i say yes should he i wouldn't be angry if he got in i i mean induct the divas obviously but and then do i think he will i do not think so oh i i I think maybe someday Mm -hmm. unless there's something kind of i mean uh, who knows? This is probably going to come back to bite me. We're going to be playing tape of me being like, no, no, no. Yeah, and it's right. like it just Angel from Montgomery from this year's yeah, induction is playing Def in the Leopard's background. playing it with John mm-hmm. Prine. <laughs> Janet Jackson is doing an awesome dance number yeah. in the background. She comes down as the Angel from Montgomery. It could really be a wild assortment of inductees this year. Yes. Well, but it's he potential. was truly... works in the background. <laughs> keeping it moving. That'd be cool. I mean, he was truly the wildest card as far as nominees were mm-hmm. concerned yes, without and a doubt. so to me i mean i just i don't know if it <sighs> but then what do i know i only know you, what i know from this which podcast is more than most... which is more than most people but i don't I, I i don't know that he ever will and if he does i i would say oh my gosh i can't believe i'm like not this year for sure maybe 10 years from now okay. maybe like 10 years from now when like I don't know. Sturgill Simpson is running the hall. I mean, I don't <laughs> know. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. That's my uninformed, semi-informed mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. George, what do George. you think? Um, it's hard because I just don't, you know, my <laughs> trust of humanity. I mean, I think he absolutely should. I think yeah. there, if, I mean, if there, if it's made, if there's musicians, American musicians who are made to be celebrated, it's people like him who are, you know, from the beginning till now, keeping the same kind of integrity and vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he will. I think he will, because I think this is, there's been this big wave of momentum behind him recently. Um, and I think that if it's going to happen, I think it's going to be this year. Oh, wow. Um, Stiff but competition. It is. Yeah. I know. It is. This, I do. I, on, but I, I will say. it happens say... while he's alive, because I think he deserves that kind mm-hmm. of moment. And also, George, I will say, I, I will caveat that which with to say I think if it's going to happen it would be this year but I sadly do not believe it's going to be this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It could. You know, I think he has an outside shot, especially because first time on the ballot, mm-hmm. we don't know how yeah, the we voters have no would previous... respond to him. Mm-hmm. We do know that musicians love him. He's a musician's musician. I think... What's he, the percentage? Like, how does the fan vote versus the... The, the fan vote <laughs> is one, one ballot out of about a thousand. Oh, well, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> thank, oh, thank God. I saw Def Leppard. <laughs> right. So it's not fully in the hands of, of the fans, which is good. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but, the Electoral College. <laughs> you know, the uh, every year there's at, there's at least three, if not four, of the top five from the fan vote end up being on the on the inductee list it just it lines up that way the fans are surprisingly lined up with the yeah the voting voting body body at large is also made up of i think of tom waits getting into is you know i know he's more higher profile but Mm -hmm. he seems like he's in that same Same category leonard cohen a similar category both Both got in people that i have heard of and could name (laughs) songs though like that's my it's just like that is why they are more famous. Yeah, uh, they and are it is probably more more rock and roll and the rock and roll hall of fame. Fame, mm-hmm. yeah. that's right, right, it, true. You right. know, but they were both first ballot, uh, not first, not FYE, but FYN. Yeah, that's true. I forget about the uh, context of what the name of the place is. <laughs> right, uh, and is he too country? Is he too folk? Um, I mean, I don't think you can be too folk for the Rock Hall, honestly. Right, which I, I agree. When Joan Baez is in, you've made the tributaries yeah. open. Mm-hmm. I agree. All the I run think, DMCs. Yeah. I mean, they're like you have to if you want this to be something worthwhile. Like, yeah, you have to you expand to your get, definition yeah. of yeah. rock. Right, and right, right. And I think he is. I think he is given the moniker of being country which we know is not allowed but folk is you know mm-hmm. and i think he's way more folk than yeah. he is country yeah. yeah i agree uh i that accent <laughs> <laughs> i think he should get in if not for just the influence of people who so many people who are in will he get in i think he will get in because i think he has the amount of respect that is required to get in going against the lack of fame and name recognition I don't think it'll be this year. I worry that it will be immediately posthumous. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that that might be what it takes? Hey, it didn't work for Whitney. No, which is crazy. I d- don't but it that. might have worked if Whitney died now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> if that makes any yes, sense, no, but like the does. hall yes, is like no, a little yeah. bit different from what it was back when Whitney died. Yeah. At any rate. Uh, yeah, I I, I, I think... just always got to bring up my faves. Mm-hmm. The demons. You know, there was a there was a um I was listening to him on the way here, and there was a quote in one of his songs that I was like, oh, you know, this is kind of like what sums it up. And he said, um, you know, I could have me a million more friends, and all I'd have to change is my point of view. So I think Ooh. that to me, wow, is, he could get a, a million more votes. Right. But, he'd have to, <laughs> but, to fundamentally but all change. he'd have to right. do is be a different person. Right. Right. Yeah, and I think like, I'm glad he's not. If he does, if that's what it takes, and if yeah. you know, not getting into the Keep Rock and Roll Fame call. keeps him John Prine, mm-hmm. then they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> I think t- ten years was about on point. It could happen sooner if yeah, I don't know if he dies or wow. if he, I hate saying that oh or if he gosh. gets like very sick. I don't know. It just, it feels like something has to happen that would a groundswell of support that you know would be created. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's say he gets inducted though. All right. Let's say it happens this year. Who inducts him? Um, I mean, Bruce, probably. Bruce. I mean, that would be that would be cool. Or um, Dylan, I think, would do it for him. 
which is if they could get Dylan to one of those ceremonies again, they would they would go nuts. And yeah. I think Dylan would probably show up. I think up he probably would. Well, well, okay. Or or the young guys. Yeah, I don't know if Dan Auerbach or yeah the Black Keys guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. if they're big enough in that world. I, I think they. I think they would. What if be. they all did it together, in unison? What if Springsteen <laughs> and, and Dylan? <laughs> yeah, I mean he's that kind of like he has that kind of respect. I think that they would. And then it could also be Bonnie Raitt, or it could be like Emmylou oh, yeah. Harris, or it could. I mean, these are these are all people who have shown up uh, and participated in the yeah. in the hall. Uh, it really feels like the the doors so wide open to just about anybody that yeah. is you know you make a good point of the dylan factor which is that if they could get bob dylan to one of these ceremonies i think that everybody would be like well, what what do we have to do do you think they'd cook the books you think they I don't think be... i don't think they would cook the books uh, <laughs> you can't say that here on the <laughs> Uh, and then, okay, let's say he's inducted. What the the artists usually play three songs. What three songs do they play? What three songs can I name? Yeah, right. Angel, Angel from Montgomery, Montgomery Sam Stone, Stone Soup. Okay, Sam Stone Soup. <laughs> Sam Stone. I mean, we just. I, I would. It would definitely not and be. Good as gold, right? Is that that song? Full, you gold, got gold. Your, your sentimental favorite. Full's gold. Good as gold. Those three. That's what I think they would play. Um, what are the? I'm curious what his top three on Spotify are. Good cue. You know, I saw him at um, he played um this uh, benefit at the Ace Hotel recently, mm-hmm. and he played four. It was like everybody plays four songs. Okay, well this is this so is I may have a yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Wait, tell us his top five on Spotify. Okay, no, no, George, you you tell first what songs he played, and I think that's like the best okay. clue because also songs that uh he gets he is ultimately in charge of yeah. it. You know, he played two new ones. I forgot. I just realized as I said that. Okay, uh, so probably not those. But he played all the best, which is kind of a deep cut, but it's a beautiful song. And um, uh, Angel from Montgomery. Well, on Spotify, they don't list them in order of plays, but I'll read them in order of most played songs. Their number one most played song is "In Spite of Ourselves." Number two is Angel, which is, which is what uh, yeah, what is that? What we played mm-hmm. that was the song from like the late nineties. Yeah, yeah. Singing with uh, oh, Iris with the Demet. woman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a, the very country. I guess you playing that. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then if like someone uh, yeah, inducts you, him, like Bonnie Raitt or Emily Harris or yeah, you know, you get them out there doing Cinda a Williams duet or anybody. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love it. That would be appropriate. Yeah. Uh, then we got number two, Angel from Montgomery, Which, with so like yeah, way less that. listens. The top, in spite of ourselves, has 13 million listens. I wonder. Angel from Montgomery has five and a half million. I wonder what that is. If it was like in a movie or something. Yeah. Or if That's, someone covered yeah, it. Yeah, or, or if someone covered it. I know it. like Sweet Revenge, the re- that had to be in a TV show. Oh. If that's on there. Sweet Revenge is the number three most played song. Uh, number four is Clay Pigeons. And then with... 321,000. That's it. That's because it's new. I just called to say I love you. Yeah. And that's from the most recent. Oh, is that brand new? Oh, look, Spotify singles, October 3rd. It just came out. That is a beautiful version of that song. I just called to say I love you. Yeah. Oh, the Stevie Wonder uh, jam. Oh, I mean, that's a nice song. Yeah, it's real pretty. Oh, good for him. Sometimes when there are uh, really good covers that come from artists, that becomes like the choice to do at the end with everybody. Oh, my gosh. You know, like Cheap Trick uh, charted with a Fats Domino cover, Ain't That a Shame, and they ended up uh, getting everybody to play it at the end. Mm -hmm. Oh. So that's sometimes a a clue as to like, okay, well, then that could be a, uh, like with Pearl Jam plays 
rocking in the free world a lot and then yeah. they ended up playing that at the end so often if there's like a, a cover that like speaks to a, a previous inductee mm-hmm. something like that uh that's often a good choice if he gets inducted do you want to go yeah great i'm in <laughs> we're going to new york we'll be there regardless we're going we'll to new york to oh, see sweet. this induction that would be come, I mean, that would be like i think we him, Def Leopard. <laughs> seeing him at the opry was kind of my like okay while he's healthy Mm-hmm. Of course, this yeah. is. I need to take. So, are you making this. this pilgrimage straight up to see it? You were like, "I'm going to go see John Prine at the Opry on on New Year's Eve." On New Year's Eve, yeah. Full stop. Yeah. Are you going on your own? You take going it? on my own. I have uh, a friend who lives there. Oh, okay. Who I'm going to see, so it won't be totally solo. But at the show, I'll be by at myself. At the show, you're going to be by yourself. Mm-hmm. You're going to openly weep. Oh yeah. It's going to be great. It's so great. And that's New Year's Eve. Are you? Is that like at midnight? He's going to be playing. Yeah, I think so. <gasps> I love and that. And a lot of like Nashville guests. So hope maybe Isabel plays Aww. sometimes. And that's that'll be incredible. That'll be incredible. That'll, that'll be, be so, so great. But that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What a moment that would be for him. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be I pretty wild. I mean, I will be honest. It would be one of those times when like the hall actually opens a lot of people up to a person, to mm-hmm. an artist. I mean, you know, it'd be like the... how I learned about Sister Rosetta Tharp last right. year. It could be that would be the moment where I'd be like, whoa. This guy, yeah, rocks. they should have like some honorary <laughs> title like that, right? Like the Oscars do. I mean, there's no honorary induction. There's some like categories. There's side categories. Yeah, you mean like a like, special induction? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could be. They could decide to induct him as a songwriter mm-hmm. in the non-performer category, but I think that is dismissing the fact that he's a performer, right? You right, know, right. But they, they've they've done that before. They could put him in musical excellence, but I think I think they have to give him a shot in the regular category yeah, for a totally. little bit just because that's where he belongs. George, thank you for joining us. Thank you guys. Yeah. Is, is there anything uh social media or live shows or anything you want to plug? Not really. I'm good. Where can we find you? <laughs> where can we find- Come on, George. Where can we find you? Oh, Lyric Hyperion, December 15th. We have a very special um show. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a full concert and I'm not going to tell you what what it's about. Why not? Because it's we're singing Johnny Cash songs about eating ass. Yeah, that's exactly oh what it's going to be. Have you ever seen it? And it's a whole, it's something. like the last waltz. Okay. Um, and there's a real great band. Um, yeah. And, um, and then a there's George guests. like terribly playing not guitar. Like, I'm not playing, yeah. The whole joke guitar. is that I, I ate too much ass to learn to play. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so Good sorry Lord. to end this podcast yeah. with that. But um, it'll be fun. That's what was lurking beneath the surface this whole time. Everyone was like, wow, that George guy, he's so deep. He's so much going on there. He's got an appreciation of Prime. But you can't get away with stuff like that if you don't. You know, (laughs) if you don't, people will be like, we're not going to go. Yeah, we don't care. I have to see how he smartly tackles the (laughs) The, the last waltz of eating ass. Oh, my God. It's really taking one joke that we made offhandedly and being like, let's keep. And I've seen it go for, I mean, I've seen a a 20 minute set of it probably, and it is relentless. (laughs) (laughs) A ringing endorsement. We should edit this out. That's not a good end to this. Nope. (laughs) Keep it. Kristen, we don't do a lot of editing. What do you got? What do you got coming up? Listen, guys, December 6th at the Comedy Central stage, I will be doing my solo show, Prolonged Eye Contact, for what might be the last time in Los Angeles. If I have anything to say. Whoa, hey now. And it would genuinely, I am genuinely afraid that no one will come or that an embarrassingly small amount of people it's will free. come. It's free. It's free. You, you should go. be there. It's a good show. I can promise you that. It's good. I know at the baseline it's good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know. Another ringing endorsement from <laughs> Shut up. It's actually pretty great. You know what? 
It's great. Um, guys, also, you know, I'm K-Stud. K-Stud across all platforms. Uh, I've got stand-up shows coming up. I'll, I'll tweet about them at JoeKJoeK. Uh, you can follow us at Rock Hall Pod on Twitter. RockHallPod at gmail.com is our email. Please make sure you mark those emails if you want me if you to, want see him, to see them, though, guys. Him, you better say it. Otherwise, it's just you and me, baby. <laughs> if you want it to be intimate, do not mention Kristen's name. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> I also th- uh, thank you for listening oh my uh no rate it rate and review us on itunes <laughs> subscribe five stars only thank you to ted tramper Liz hole natalie garcia mayor and bets the dog for opening your doors let me use your equipment thank you to future rock legends for being a good resource for all of this stuff yusu kim for doing our music mike lloyd for doing our logo i'm joe pozala i'm kristen sutter who cares about the rock hall It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.